When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee. Of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no latte is worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter Tom Galloway was born in Georgia and raised in Texas and currently resides in Nashville, where he is honing his craft of songwriting and storytelling. He has been involved in several recording projects throughout the years, including fronting several southern rock bands. His latest album, out in May, entitled Wreckage, is a deep dive into Galloway's songwriting past. Tom joins us for this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about that record and his musical journey. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, sir. How's it going? Great. Thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with us a little bit. Um, You are in Nashville, is that right? Yes, sir. I've uh, been here about six years now. Okay. Um, uh, not home then originally, obviously. No, I'm, uh, originally I was born in Atlanta and, um, I went to school at UGA. So I lived in Athens, Georgia for a good bit. And then eventually just kind of felt it was the right move to uh, head to Nashville for a bit. So I've moved about 2015, I think. Okay. Over here. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. How long were you, you were in Texas, right? For a while? I well, yeah. So I grew up there from like about. Four till fifteen. So okay, yeah, uh, in a small town in Texas called Tyler, Tyler, Texas, oh. and uh, yeah, it was it was Texas is cool. Where did you catch sure. the music bug? I would say maybe it was uh, well from my father, definitely from my father, just him playing music all the time mm-hmm. in the house. But uh, maybe Austin, Texas, to be honest. Uh, going there with with him and my family and seeing some uh seeing some live music there was pretty cool and just seeing how people reacted to music as when i was just like young like wow my uh 
my dad is really paying attention to this band. Like maybe I should yeah. start doing that. Wow, that's yeah. cool to be to be that conscious of um, what people think of uh, your dad, especially what he thinks of music. Um, as a younger person, to pay attention to that that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, he just and uh, he would always have just instruments around the house and just. Uh, I'm really fortunate his his musical taste kind of just uh, it. It's like classic rock, but then uh, soul and uh, R&B, like, uh, you know, the whole f- full spectrum. So it wasn't just listening to one yeah. uh, genre of music growing up. It was kind of everything, which was great. When did it become obvious to you that, that this was something you wanted to pursue? Uh, it was, let's see. I would say around 15 or 16, like I had, I had a band in high school and, we did some fun stuff and it was kind of, I was playing drums at the time and singing and, uh, we were just kind of figuring things out and it was, you know, definitely an amateur type of band. But, uh, I think it was around the, my college band mama's love. Uh, when I started, when we started seeing, uh, or hearing people singing along to the lyrics, like in the crowd, that was kind of like really cool to me. And I was just like, man, I, I want to keep keep this going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, have you been able to, or, or had have you worked yourself into this is this is your full time career? Uh man, for a minute it was like that band Mama's Love. We were on the road full time several years, and it was fun. When I moved to Nashville, though, I kind of dialed back that a bit and just kind of tried been trying to grind it here in Nashville, uh, more focusing on songwriting and just putting out music um so you know it's it's not as full-time as it used to be but um it's still like my number one passion mm-hmm. so y- you mean doing music as uh, writing music as the profession or doing that while you're doing some other occupation yeah i guess just uh it's it's just not as like we're not like i'm not out on the road every week yeah okay like it used to be yeah. um it's yeah. harder anyway, I think. The the pandemic changed a, a lot of things for a lot of musicians. Oh, yeah. I feel like it cut down on the musician population. Like I feel like a lot of bands kind of maybe gave up right after that. Yeah, yeah. And, can can I mean, you I, tell the change uh, in Nashville? Do you, do you feel it's different post-pandemic? I mean, it's like the uh, CMT stuff's going on this week, and... I saw some uh, pictures of downtown. It was just full on. Like it was even like downtown was still kind of crazy during the pandemic. I mean, some people just didn't really care right, yeah. about it. Um, but no, it definitely had a, a lag there for a minute, at least for a year, almost two years, I guess. But uh, I guess it, the live music starting to come back, and it's been nice to play a few shows out. You have a couple different bands you play with, is that right? Did I understand that correctly? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. Um, so my the the record I just put out is just under my name, Tom Galloway. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few records out under that, which is just kind of the solo stuff. And uh, I, when I moved to Nashville, I started playing with this band called Meridine. Um, the guitarist that started that band played in my old band, Mama's Love. And we also still, we did a record last year that we put out uh, called Soul. And um, so between those, let's see, 
I play in a country cover band here called Stampede. We do like classic country oh, stuff, okay. which is fun. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Then another band called Potato Gun Canyon, and it's a three-piece acoustic band that does uh, focuses on like harmonies and stuff. Like we love like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, and, cool. uh, okay. Yeah, stuff like that. So just kind of trying to stay stay busy but i guess my focus recently is just trying to has been on this record that just came out you know focusing on the solo stuff. yeah yeah and and you've got pretty interesting story connected to this album too right as far as where the where the the songs originally came from or at least part of them yeah so as i was saying mama's love it went through a few different iterations of band members but it was around 2014 that the group that was playing at that time, we had decided to go to Charleston for a week to record at our buddy's uh, studio there. And we had a full album in mind and uh, we got all the basic tracks done. And then uh, we were going to finish it up back in Athens. And then we never really got around to finishing it. And people went their separate ways. And a couple of us moved to Nashville and it kind of just got <clears throat> put on the, uh, back burner for several several years yeah and it was actually kind of covid just hanging out of the house like going through old stuff that i found the hard drive in the closet and <clears throat> uh actually used as, a, as an excuse like hey i'm gonna get because i could only listen to it through pro tools and i was like why don't i do a little pro tools trial and plug it up and listen to it and kind of try to get it to a point where i can give it to my producer to keep going with it mm -hmm. um but yeah so that was a process and but it was uh we got it running up here in nashville and, and my buddy dan davis uh who did my my last solo record helped me kind of uh piece it together and, and polish it up because it was it took some time there was a lot of like work to be done with it still um more work than we thought it would be but hmm. I, we were just we were just talking yesterday how after kind of like stepping back after it's been released and listening to it with fresh ears like we're both i think we're both proud of it so yeah so you kind of had a uh foundation a full catalog of songs to work with so it was it was fairly uh at least the first level of it was fairly complete then yeah so yeah all the basic tracks we didn't have to, the bass player who still plays with me for solo stuff, uh, his name's Bill Baker, he didn't have to overdub anything. We just kept it, like, he never has to overdub. It's pretty pretty yeah. righteous. But, uh, That's cool. And uh, let's see, the drums stayed the same. We had the keyboardists redo some stuff, and we redid all the vocals. And there's, like, four, four different guitarists throughout the record, which is pretty cool because it's, like, trying to figure out who's playing what yeah just you know from their tone and whatnot and it's like i don't know it's just a really good eclectic uh uh collection of sounds i guess um are these all originals songs that you wrote originally so all of them are uh originals there's one on there called hey little angel that the keyboard player uh ross bogan brought to the table back in the day back mm -hmm. in 14 and uh it was one of our favorite songs to play live, mm. and I heard that uh, when I plugged it up to Pro Tools, and it was just like really, 
I was just like, I got to put this one out too. So I just hit him up and made sure it was cool. And, uh, yeah, we added that to the middle of the record. Hmm. That's cool. Um, when did songwriting become a thing for you? When was that part of your, your pursuit of music? Probably back around like, yeah, 15 or 16. So in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I didn't really know what I was doing singing. I'm not sure I still really know, but, uh, (laughs) I knew that, uh, and I also knew being, and I was a drummer at the time, and my dad would always, I think I get the joke, is that uh, the least, uh, wait, let me think. Yeah, the the one thing that's never said in the music business is uh, whose who's Porsche is that in the front yard. Oh my God, I'm butchering this. Basically, a drummer never drives a Porsche because they don't make any money. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of like, what, what am I? Uh, I'm not going to be the best singer in the world. I'm not going to be the best drummer in the world. What can I do that's unique for myself? And Mm -hmm. I feel like just writing was kind of a natural thing that came out um, pretty easily. Definitely had to work on it and still have to work on it every day. But it's the one thing I've found the most joy in from music in general is just the writing and the crafting of, of everything. We're going to take a quick break from the interview. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have a particular style or process that you follow? I I find that every songwriter seems to come at the craft uh, a little bit different. Yeah, I I think it's important to try to put time aside and regiment some time. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and what I like to do sometimes, or especially when I do get in a nice routine is, in the morning, just kind of do a free free write situation, hmm. just a few lines. It doesn't even have to like rhyme per se. Just something to get your mind working. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then what I really find is the best stuff just comes throughout the day at random times. And I'll just kind of make a note or a voice recording, and then go back and work it out. It's always I feel like whenever something <clears throat> whenever something really good comes, it's not. I'm not intentionally thinking about it. It's just kind of like I just grab it from something. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's kind of a perpetual process for you versus setting aside time once a week or something. Yeah, more or less. But then also there's, in Nashville, there's a lot of co-writings that go on, and uh, I should be better about that. But a lot of times I just like to get in there by myself and work it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say uh, – one of my favorite co-writers in town, Daniel Allen, he plays with a band called The Vagabonds. We're putting a uh, duo album out this summer called Allen and Galloway. Hmm. And it has like some really good, or some of the be- best uh, co-written songs I've been a part of. Yeah, that's cool. It should be fun. So the, the current album is called Wreckage. Do you have um, a plan yet on how you're going to support that? Uh, playing out is that a solo type effort when when you take it out or do you have a band that will go out with you on those that that those particular songs man uh yeah so we just did a album release show for it and it was a full band thing and awesome it was really great to have the full band because you know the few shows that i've been doing 2020 2021 were usually just acoustic solo or maybe a duo but it was really cool to recently play some gigs out with like a full band and drums and it's just like such a different 
vibe and almost like i just think it's a lot better yeah um but yeah well we're uh looking into some shows for the summer and then you know the fall and stuff like that but um yeah i guess i was telling you about that duo album i'm trying to get that done this month uh-huh. so okay is is this particular group with this music is it a festival type act or is it more of a uh auditorium uh bar kind of band i you know i'd love to do some festivals and we can definitely i mean it's like it's a it's a band that we focus on the songs but they can also play really well and if you want to extend a a section like a you know let people go off on some solos we like to do that too live that's a lot of fun yeah yeah that's cool so you've got the new project that you're working on and and you hope to have that out do you have a, a date for that that you'd like to get that out i think we're looking for that to be done by the end of this we want to have it out before the end of the summer because there's a couple like summer time songs you could say yeah um yeah so uh, let's see that shouldn't be too far we're almost done with it and so you guys will play out together then in support of that yeah that'd be cool yep what's What's on your bucket list? What's what's the long term? What's the future look like for you as a musician? Do you you have things yet that you'd like to accomplish that you haven't done? What what are you working towards? I mean, yeah, there's plenty of stuff. Uh, like some of, like venues I've always wanted to play. Like my my dream would be to this is weird, but my dream would be to play on uh, Saturday Night Live. It's like favorite tv show and <laughs> that's cool i've never heard anybody say that before <laughs> it's always but, like you know they play at the ryman or or uh uh you know rockefeller the, the, right or the, or the grand Ole opry or something but saturday night live's a new one i love it <laughs> yeah i would also say the probably second would be red rocks amphitheater would be awesome yeah in colorado yeah okay uh, i mean i'll take the ryman any Come on. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what iteration of your music do you think um, would be appropriate or, or fit with Saturday Night Live? I guess you got to write a hit for that. <laughs> um, so I'm still trying to find that one. I, I think I read where you uh, you also play with a southern rock band. Maybe that would be the one to, to take to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I've seen a few. That's cool. I mean, a lot of this stuff now, and it's just kind of show, like the thing about SNL is it shows like what's popular now. That it's like a lot of it's kind of not my thing. I don't know. But then every now and then they put like a nice rock band in there, or a country band, or just kind of like an actual band and mm-hmm. not just some electronic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have a particular genre that um, that that you play that's your favorite? I. I I hear that you kind of bounce around a little bit with with uh, different styles of music. Is any one of them uh, more of a favorite over another? I feel like I'm gravitating towards like an Americana rock thing, kind of mm-hmm. like I love Tom Petty, uh, oh, Neil yeah. Young, yeah, that type of like. And it's and most of the stuff that I really love is like, you know, it's from the seven sixties and seventies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. And who's to say if that'll come back around, but it's just kind of like what I gravitate towards naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean. What's well, cool that a lot of those bands are actually still 
playing um, with as many of the original artists as, as they, they can. You know, America, the band America, is playing here soon, and they're on tour. And, of course, you've got the Eagles and uh, several other of those 70s acts. Uh, even, you know, of course, Kiss is still on their farewell tour three years later. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, you don't. It, it's it's more rare to hear some of the newer, more recent acts that are still together. And so I think that kind of helps fuel the uh, younger interest in some of that more, you know, what we called seventies rock is actually kind of Americana rock now. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And I think that uh, it's about time for the Southern rock band feel to come back around too. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah. Um, who, who are some of your favorite Southern rock bands? Uh, you know, of course, Skinner, 38 Special, um, you know, th- those kinds of, that, that kind of feel, um, you know, get a little out further, uh, you know, into the fringes, Black Oak, Arkansas, and, um, you know, some uh, nitty-gritty dirt band, you know, some of those kinds of different rock, folk rock bands of the 70s. I grew up with that music, so, I, you know, I love that sound, and I, I really enjoy when a new band chooses to cover one or two of those songs. I feel like it just kind of puts an exclamation point on the music that they're playing. Dang, that that might be the next move right there. Yeah. Pick yeah. a nice cover from that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I love some fishing in the dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I spend a lot of time in different genres, and it's been a thing maybe more recently, but I think kind of as, at least in the recent history, for bluegrass bands to go grab a 70s uh, AM classic rock song and work a bluegrass version of that into their set. It's always a crowd pleaser because a lot of the people that attend those events are, you know, 40 and up. And so they, they just dig it when, when a bluegrass band will, will pull out a 70s song and um, you know, have their own version of it. So, yeah, it's always cool when that happens. Absolutely. Uh, I've been uh, just recently, I guess after Memorial Day, I've got the Jimmy Buffett fever right now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I, and by saying that, it's like the early, like his early stuff, which was like, I think it was like in the early 70s, maybe mid 70s. But like, yeah, that stuff was just really, yeah, really good. And like sometimes overlooked maybe because, you know, you think like Margaritaville and there's a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that one's oversaturated anyway. So anytime you can pick up something else, our uh, true fans are going to recognize it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, are you you have anything else in the works beyond this duo? Are you still writing songs for a future project? Yeah, just still, you know, just keeping the process going, yeah. trying to trust in the process, and uh, trying to get out there as much as possible. Um, yeah, it was just it was really cathartic and good to just put this old record that's kind of been on my uh like kind of like a small load on my shoulders that it's like i always wanted to put it out and it's just good to to finally have that done yeah and then it's just like do as much as i can to promote that release which we're doing right now and i really appreciate your help on that and uh but then just moving forward and picking the next favorite songs and trying to put those out and yeah you know that's cool yeah so the new record is called Wreckage, and how can folks get in touch with you, get a copy of the record, uh, if, if there's videos? Where's the best place to, to get all the communication things going with you? Yeah, so there's uh, just TomGalloway.net is just the website, but all this stuff is on all your just like you know digital music um, channels, Spotify. I always try to get people to go to that. 
um, you can find me anywhere yeah. on online. And it's G A L L O W A Y, Tom Galloway. Yes, sir. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Tom. Enjoyed talking to you today and uh, wish you well with this new record. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. Customing can help you recognize employees, show customer appreciation, and outfit your teams with your favorite products and brands customized with your logo. At customink.com, you can easily make your mark on all sorts of products, including water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and so much more. Make Customink your go-to business partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing with personalized help when you need it, and an easy-to-use website when you don't. All backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to customink.com to get started today. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.